Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Crazy Chat. Today we have a special guest with us. He is um, someone that Nab talks about a lot in our podcast episodes. We just bleep his name because we never know if he wants to be in the podcast. But now he is. Welcome, Dylan. Say hi, Dylan. Hello. Yay. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? Say a bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm Dylan. How do we know you? Rachel and Zainab for ages. That's pretty much it. That's the most awful introduction ever. Okay, I'll do the introduction for him. So that's Dylan. Um, He goes to, what's it, Charles Sturt? He studies there. So he's like four hours away, that little poo head. And um, he knows Nab from primary school to high school. They went to the same one because it's the same place. And I've known Dylan from high school and we've only been friends for three years. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we yeah, weren't friends right. in year seven or eight or nine. We were friends in year 10, 11 and 12. Four Roughly like three and a half years this year. To be fair, Dylan and I like haven't been like the closest. We've always just kind of been there. There's nothing, yeah, been nothing been wrong. There. We've just sort of been there. We just like mm. kind of merely tolerate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but he okay. told me yesterday he loves me. Oh yeah, that's I definitely that's what I said. No, I said you've got to admit you do tolerate me, but you also I'm one of those people that you love, not just put up with. And you said oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dylan. Hmm? Oh. Yes. Yes. Usually Rachel and I cover a case. We usually take turns and cover a case, a true crime case. And this week it's my week and this case, actually, you will like. I chose it specially for you. Hey, we both had the idea to yes, do this. Yes, yes, yes. Rachel didn't know about this case, but I let her know about it. And she also said, yes, it would be a great idea. So, yes. Tell the little backstory, Nab. Tell the little backstory of Australia Day. Sorry, Invasion Day and how this came about. Oh, yes. So, Dylan and I have a really weird friendship. So, it's like... Even in high school, we used to just insult each other with weird things. Like we used to call each other like biology terms and chemistry terms to like remember things for the HSC. It was just, it was basically just me doing it and him just trying to like make me laugh by doing it back. He merely yeah. just joined in. I'd and say so that's what it is. On Australia slash Invasion Day, as we should probably refer to, which we should refer to, we were walking around Wollongong Harbour and I and Dylan and I started insulting each other with serial killer names. And that has been going around, going on for a while. So we, we, I basically assigned everyone in our friendship group a serial killer name. And Dylan, do you remember yours? I think I was John Wayne Gacy. I think that's what you stuck with. Well, Although... today we are going to be covering that case. <sighs> Great. In honour of you. Just for you. Just for me. Just for My you. My favourite. Because <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what um, he often got called? Do you I know mean, like, I, what he's referred to as? I mean, he dressed as a clown. <laughs> yeah, he, so. was, he was often called the killer clown. Yeah, I assumed as much. Yeah, so 
Rachel Rachel knows a bit about this case, but she doesn't know the full I know detail. nothing about this case. All I know is that he's a clown. Okay, yeah. He, okay, so I'll inform you. So John Wayne Gacy, he was born on March 17, 1942, and he was an American serial killer. He was presumed one of the worst serial killers in U.S. history, raping and murdering at least 33 young male victims within Cook Country, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already knew that. No, no, I'm keeping up. I'm keeping up. You keep it up. <clears throat> and do you, know, do you know where, can you take a guess or do you remember where he buried most of his, his victims? Texas. Please say Texas. <laughs> no, I mean, Texas. an area. Can you imagine, like, Texas. for example, in a house? Everywhere around Texas. Or his back garden or something like that. Underneath his house. Why couldn't it be Texas? <laughs> Just all oh my God, Texas. Dylan, I feel like if you were a serial killer, you'd bury your kids and kids. <laughs> well, bury your victims <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> Is there something place. specifically about Texas? I don't Texas? know why. I just feel like Dylan would suit Texas life. Go to, he'll go to America, I'll go to Texas. Be like, I'm a serial killer. I feel like I suit Texas the least, although there are some pretty interesting serial killer stories from Texas, but that's for another time. That's for another day. That's for another podcast. Yeah, you've episode. got to come back on the podcast. Oh my yes, god, so and you can... tell us a story. <gasps> yes, Ooh, next I time could. we should do that. That'll be fun. I'll okay. pick my favorite serial killer. Who's your favorite? Serial killer? This it? No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll keep that a secret who my favorite is. All right, Ooh. sure. Okay, do you know why John Wayne Gacy was referred to as like the kill clown? Wasn't he like killing children at parties? Yeah, he um he had a habit of dressing up in a clown costume and makeup. And it was like his alter ego, and alter ego, <laughs> like um, yeah, it was. Oh my god! Oh god, my god! Um, Dark Betty. Split. No split. No, that's that's the um alters. multiple. No, no that's alters. Yeah, that's mo- yeah, yeah. It? Um, was I know it's like something dissociative, multiple identity disorder. Identity disorder. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, like an alter ego. DID. That's not that DID. Yeah. Um. Alter it ego could is be. like Dark Betty. It could be. Yeah, because DID doesn't have to be, you know, 16 different personalities. It could be just one other. Yeah. 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 But I feel like, I feel, I feel like, isn't it people who with those, with that, ow, with that, um, with that DID, like they don't like it being called alter egos? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a bit more of a personal preference thing, but mm. medically speaking, they're not called alter egos as far yeah. as I'm aware. So yeah. I, I classify alter egos as Dark Betty. Fair enough. Sure. Riverdale. But do you know what? His um Gacy's alter ego, he referred to himself as Pogo the Clown. Pogo. <laughs> I'm just thinking Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo. That's what I was doing. Oh, my God. She in the sea. Stop. I know. I was thinking of that too. Okay, back on topic. So Gacy was born on March 17th, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. So... He's the son of Danish and Polish parents, gay, Danish and Polish parents. Um, so Gacy and his siblings grew up with an alcoholic father who was really abusive and he beat his children with a razor strap if they perceived to have misbehaved. What's that? That It's like, Dylan, explain it. So 
when you're shaving someone, they used to have a strap that they would um, clean the blade on, like in a barbershop, the single blade razors. That's what I think it is. I think a it's razor a razor strap. strap belt. Yeah, it's a belt that they would clean the razors on before mm-hmm. they shaved, I think. It's used to straighten, polish the blade of a straight razor. Yeah. Oh, intense, yeah. bro. So this, so his father was like really abusive and he also physically assaulted John's mother as well. And, and um, his sister Karen would later say that the siblings learned to toughen up against these beings and that John would not cry. However, like he also had a hard time at school as well because he suffered from alienation and he was unable to play with the other children due to congenital heart condition that was looked upon by his father as another failing. And he also learned later in life that he was attracted to men and experienced a great turmoil over his sexuality. So he was judged a lot by his father for it. And he basically saw him as less of a man and, and always like teased him for it. Um, so a hard life. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And, but when he, as he got older, he worked as a fast food chain manager during the 1960s and became a self-made building contractor and democratic precinct captain in the Chicago suburbs in 1970s. So he was pretty well liked in his community and he organized lots of cultural gatherings. He was active in society. He was also married and divorced twice and had two biological children in addition to two stepdaughters. So he also was a member of a Chicago area Jolly Joker Clown Club and he frequently performed in clown attire at makeup at children's parties, as Rachel was saying, as well as charity fundraisers and other events as his alter ego, Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. So he had two. I like Pogo better. Pon your pon your little fishing in the sea. He, um, he used to lure his victims with the promise of construction work or some other bribe that he captured sexually assaulted tortured and eventually strangled most of his victims with with his hands or even a rope wait 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 so he lured victims wait what did he kill kids not adults or did he kill both they were like teenagers they were boys teenagers who hires a clown for a teenage party no so he Basically, he worked at fundraisers and stuff. And he wasn't always, I don't think he was always dressed up in his clown suit when he lured. Oh. Um, then why is he called the killer clown? Because he used to dress up. He, he sometimes was, but he wasn't always, oh. I don't think, from what it says, what I've found. Well, if he wasn't always, she shouldn't be the killer clown. Well, I don't know. Oh. Dylan, you find out for me. Oh, yeah, I have a... F- feeling he didn't kill people in the clown costume but it's because he did all the children's parties all the time dressed as a clown that people associated people knew with him. him yeah people yeah. knew him he was that. a well-known figurehead in his town so Not it. yeah so that's prob- that's why but i'll tell you more about his his crimes so in 1968 he was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys and given a 10-year prison sentence 
sentence and he was released on parole in the summer of 1970, but he was arrested again the following year after another teen had accused Gacy of sexual assault. And then again, the charges were dropped when the boys didn't, the boy didn't appear during the trial. So um, by the middle of the 1970s, two more young males accused of Gacy, accused him of Gacy of rape and he would be questioned by police about the disappearances of others, other, his other victims. And Gacy referred to this period of his life as his cruising years when he committed most of his murders. Mm-hmm. So basically he went on like a killing spree. But I want to right. tell you about his first murder because it was like, really intent that was this is what sparked everything so his first murder was on January 3rd 1972 and according to Gacy's later account following a family party on the evening of January 2nd he decided to drive to the civic center in the loop to view a display of ice sculptures in the early hours of the following morning he then lured a 16 year old named Timothy Jack McCoy so he took this boy on a sightseeing tour of Chicago and then drove him home with a promise that he could spend the night and be driven back to the station in time to catch his bus. Okay, so this is this this murder is so insane because it's like yeah. Okay, All right, so yeah. basically so in the morning after that boy Timothy McCoy had stayed at Gacy's house, he found Gacy found him standing in at the bedroom doorway with a knife in his hand and then Gacy was obviously shocked and surprised so he jumped at him to try Wait, and get who the had knife. the knife in the hand the, the child. boy child the, the, the teenager yeah okay yeah so so he, he had jumped, the knife in his hand and yeah. then Gacy was like what the fuck? Gacy jumped at him he yeah he was like that he jumped at him and was like whoa and then in the process Gacy got cut on mm. um, the arm, on his forearm specifically, and then he ended up um, like attacking McCoy, the boy, and then he they ended up like having a big old fight, and Gacy started shouting, "Mother effer, I'll kill you!" And then <laughs> basically, I don't want to say that on YouTube. Fair enough. <laughs> and oh yeah, then, that's yeah. And then basically. He, um, Gacy ended up wrestling him to the floor and stabbing him repeatedly. But in the end, this boy didn't want to even kill him. He literally was making breakfast and he was trying to get him to come out of his room. Just being like, come on, breakfast is ready. Wait, so wait, wait, how, was the, the fear, how was the teenager in his house, Gacy's house? Because was it- the night before, he um, was, there was, um, they were going to, um, drive to some see some display of some ice sculptures but then he he got the bus there was the boy was waiting at the bus terminal and he was like oh yeah I'm gonna go see it or whatever but he so he took him on instead of on the bus he took him in his car and then he said oh even though it's really late I'll I'll take you back to my house and then I'll drop you in the morning to the bus terminal so basically that's what happened okay fair enough and then the teenager was just trying to make him breakfast and then he gets Rest- killed yeah that's what i yeah that's oh, what poor I, dude. and then he ended up getting killed yeah, that's a that's got to be a shock to the, right yeah it's and do you know what hey, hey so, here's your breakfast he you didn't even right, the murder accidentally <laughs> whoops the day yeah. i did 
Whoops. Daisies. <laughs> yeah, so as McCoy, lay, the boy, lay dying, mm-hmm. um, he went to, Gacy went to like wash the knife in the bathroom and then he went to the kitchen and saw, this is when he realised, he saw an unopened carton of eggs and a slab of unsliced bacon at the table. So, and this boy had also set the table for both of them. So he fully realised. And even though he realised that, he walked into the- breakfast? (laughs) He's dead. So this guy, even though he realised, he's such a psycho, he really, he literally realised- He just eats the breakfast? No, he fully was like, he went, instead of like calling the police or whatever, he, or an ambulance, he, he buried- this boy in a crawl space and covered his grave with a layer of concrete and he even though and then a few years later after his arrest he admitted that uh when he when he killed this boy he felt totally drained as he listened to this is so gross the gurgulations i know and then he and then he said that's when i realized that death was the ultimate thrill Huh. And it was like <laughs> Dylan's like, and oh he yeah, liked makes sense. ice sculptures, and he liked the ice sculptures. <laughs> That's what you you realize. <laughs> no, I just this whole time outlaying the psychological, you know, insanity of a guy who just murders someone yeah. making for this him. guy literally myself, said, "This guy just a, likes ice sculptures." No, he said as a quote, "I should have never, I should never have been convicted of anything." more serious than running a cemetery without a license if that's not psychotic i don't know what else is and then he says a clown can get away with murder i mean i think well he didn't so i I, the 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 context i don't know what the context of these lines are but uh you know that's a pretty that's a pretty good line he should have just well clowns can't get away with murder he'd like clowns and murder the previous one about just he was just owning a uh, he was making he was a just owning a cemetery hey, it was just a, imagine a police officer comes finds a bunch of dead bodies in your backyard it's like oh sorry i don't have a license for the the cemetery this is just, yeah. a, this is just a cemetery uh, what is it like a fine or something like, <laughs> <laughs> what sort of what do, how much do i have that, to pay for the cemetery i'll, I'll yeah pay to it. get a license yeah <laughs> that, what sort of person thinks that that's all that's all you're gonna get <laughs> oh that weirdo yeah, it's pretty weird. I feel like that would be you, Dylan. This is ah, oh, this I is mean, this is why this is perfect for you. In all honesty, I would I would make that joke to a police officer because I mean, at that point, it's a pretty like. Oops! I got caught. Yeah, at this point, too late. I might as well just <laughs> try anything, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I just realized I muted like myself. That's like a joke for you, but like for him, it's just like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, why, yeah, why, why am face. I getting, why am I getting like sentenced for murder, dude? All I had was a cemetery. You'll be like, <laughs> cemetery. <laughs> With your foot, your hands like, cemetery. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> it's like, just a cemetery. Just a cemetery, man. Don't worry about, it. don't worry about the unmarked graves. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I know exactly which one is which. So that when the family comes over, that's like, you know. Yeah, I can point them. Although <laughs> yeah. sometimes I, I get too mixed up. It doesn't really matter. They can't see which one's which. So I just tell them it's that one. Body's too decomposed for them to know. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Sorry, continue. Um, okay, so. 
On December 11, 1978, 15-year-old Robert Peast, Peist, one of those, went Robert missing. Robert Pastry, got it. No, Peast. Pastry, P-I-E. got it. It's like, it's like Peist. Yeah, so I think it's Peist. Pastry. Pie, Robert Peist, got it. All right, cool. Um, he went missing. So, and it was reported to police that the, this isn't funny, but I'm like, how old you. was he? He Robert was 15. Pastry? 15 Robert Pastry, 15 years old. Got it. So, He's a runaway and let's go. Yeah. So it was, Dylan, you can call what you think happens. I, we often call what we think is going to happen. I think Robert Pastry is a runaway and he's blaming it all on um thingy and then he cries. Gacy. Gacy. He cries. <laughs> Yeah, okay. he blames it on Gacy and then he cries and then Gacy is framed. <laughs> well, he's a, he, that's, your, that's your professional guess, is it? That's not my professional yes. guess. That's just a random Hypothesis. guess that just popped in my head. Um, well, Dylan, well you can he's have a boy, hypothesis. right? You said? Yeah. Yes. They're all pretty. They're all boys, pretty much. Well, that's the here. thing. Yeah, gay. Isn't was... he gay? Wasn't he gay? Yeah, Didn't he, he was. just say he was gay? He's gay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 With it, Dylan. That's what I was trying to get to. Huh? You're gay. Let Go me... with John Gacy. <laughs> Is he dead? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, going to tell you. No, don't tell he's... her. Thanks, Dylan. No, he's not right. dead. He's not dead. Thanks. <sighs> Pretty sure he's okay. dead. On the afternoon of December 11th, 1978, Gacy visited the Nissan Pharmacy in De Plaine. So to discuss a potential remodeling deal with the store owner, Phil Torf, while he was within earshot, a 15-year-old part-time employee, Robert Peast, what you, who you guys refer to as Robert Pastry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gacy mentioned his firm and how he often hired teenage boys at a starting wage of $5 per hour. $5, $5 per hour? hour. Oh, but oh, wait, remember, this was, back, this was back in the 90s. Back in the day. Was that I good? Can't imagine. Is that good, $5 per hour then? Yeah, but no, that was better than, because money is different, remember, inflation and nope. all that? Nope. Nope. You don't pay attention to business class. Um, I didn't even do business. I copied Connor's homework half the time in business class. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, but what this guy said is he said he'd often pay higher teenage boys at a starting wage of five dollars per hour, which is almost double the pay that that Robert Pastry earned at the pharmacy. Oh, so so it's like so five dollars per hour is better than like the pharmacy. Two dollars fifty. Yeah, so he'll ah. be earning $2.50. So shortly after Gacy left the pharmacy, his um, Robert Pastry's mother arrived at the store to drive her son home so the family could celebrate her birthday together. But he asked his mum to wait, adding that some contractor wants to talk to me about a job. So he left the store at 9pm, ret- promising to return home shortly or return shortly. So, however, he was murdered shortly after 10pm at Gacy's home as Gacy later stated that at his house, he asked him whether there was anything he he wouldn't do for the right price. To which Peist, re- Peist replied that he did not mind working hard. And in response, Gacy said good money could be earned by hustling. Although Peist was dismissive, Gacy then duped Peist into donning handcuffs before saying, I'm going to rape you and you can't do anything about it as the boy was weeping. And he also stated that he, as he placed the rope around his neck, the boy was crying and scared. And so Gacy admitted to having received a phone call from a business acquaintance as he was laying down on the floor, dying, suffocating on his bedroom floor. So sad. Mm. I just... uh, 
Yeah, that's got to suck. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, no. I mean... You just suffocated. Oh, no. I mean, there are worse ways to go, but that's still pretty terrible. Um, there was just a, basically a huge investigation to that. But can you guys guess how many, before, without looking it up, how many murders he committed? Can least? you say 30? Yeah. You said it earlier, like 30. You said it earlier. <laughs> Good oh, job. Whoops. Whoops. I feel um, like I'm in class with Nabby. Like, can I feel you like guess this? Can you here's do this? my guess. 27. <laughs> At least 33. Why is I, he I, important? I, I, Why is the 15-year-old dude important? He wasn't was important. It just a good example. It was just a good example. Oh. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So basically, in after about 24 m- m- murders, John Wayne Gacy had made police a bit suspicious of like the deaths of oh my god red is sus yeah just a bit suspicious yeah so there'd been there'd been a few i saw him vent (laughs) (laughs) i I think he he was he dressed up in red and like red sus i saw red vent (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is among us still a thing do people i actually don't I think people still play, but it's not a thing anymore. Oh. So it just sounds very cringy. That sounds so old when I said that. Is Among Us still a thing? We're old people, okay? People look at us. I don't want to be old people. We're We're not that old. I'm an old man, okay? I feel like an old man anyway. I can't stand up without my back. Oh, my God. I have back problems. You also have boots. back and knee problems. Okay, yeah. back to Gacy. Oh, yeah, back to oh, Gacy. Yeah. Back to why we're here. <laughs> okay, so police became a bit sus of Gacy because there were hmm. so many, like, people that ended up going missing. And then, like, police were sus that they were, like, that he'd been responsible for these deaths of the bodies that were not found yet. But then police... Wait, how many up... bodies were found already? Not known? I think it was about, in the end, um, I think um, the 20, I think at the time, 24. 24 were found already. Yeah, this was, at the time, this was about his 24th victim. So we're yeah, not sure they, how many were found. They hadn't found the bodies yet because they were buried under yeah. his house. Yes. Oh, but then why did you say that? They were sus because there were that many people missing. And they couldn't be found. Mm-hmm. So when police uncovered these remains in his house in 1978, eight of the bodies couldn't be identified. Nope. Like eight of them. They were just like, who are they? So they had to use... Um, were they like the most decomposed ones? That's why. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, because they had to use DNA evidence to identify these unidentified victims. So they probably were the most decomposed. So they're like the first eight victims. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. so Isn't criminal minds knowledge coming through. Yeah, <laughs> so his trial because people had found like the police had found his his bodies and stuff, um, people's bodies and stuff um, within his house. His trial began on February sixth, nineteen eighty, with as he had confessed to the crimes, the jury, but the jury deliberated and he was ultimately found guilty. Guilty. Because so he it was in court. Yeah, because yeah. he committed 33 murders and 
he became known as one of the one of the most ruthless so, ruthless serial killers. Yeah. No, because he drew he drew a diagram showing where all the bodies were buried, and he gave the name of six of these victims. And I'm that's like, what oh, Dylan would do. Be like, these are my bodies. Go he would. Them. He would draw it. Well, yeah, and then he, he, you know, you got to keep a record, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he have was a map of Texas where all your bodies are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole of it. I just got a detailed map. You know, here. Yeah, and so there. this this one's under the library. I had to go through very big depths to go to there, but there's one there. Yeah, there's no, one... I, I dug about five feet down, uh, and then I. I don't know how up. no one noticed. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was working there for several hours. It sounded like construction noise. It was. Look, that's the diagram. Was... Oh my god. Oh, that is as good a drawing as I could draw too. Yeah, you can't. I feel draw. like that's literally something you would draw. Just he right. would. He I was in. Like I was in science with him. Like that. That's that's how my diagram. And he always looked. drew in pen. He never drew in pencil. That's with Dylan, you weirdo. Like, and it was really sad because they found. They said that like when they found the bodies, they found them with with like men's bikini underwear inside their mouths and all ropes around their neck. So. Did he um? Did he suffocate most of his victims? Yeah, he strangled. Yeah, he strangled them. Death. And like lots, yeah. well, like lots of them were with his hands, like what's yeah, hands. Yep. Right? Right. Oh my god, that's intense. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine someone strangling someone to death. Like you could feel their last breath. Yeah, and he what was like, he was that. first. He said he was first disturbed by it, but then he said it was a thrill, and I'm like. All right, sure. I but mean, then, yeah, weird. But do you know what? He was sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences. I don't know what 21 natural life sentences are. That means but I, that's like you stay in jail for 21 years. It means you, well, in America, lives. a life sentence is 20 years, but normally life, it means you yeah, stay in jail by. till you die. Your whole yeah, natural yeah. life. It, that's what yeah, so. Inevitably, he was gonna. He was screwed either way. He was yeah, either he was, gonna be put yeah. to death, or he was gonna be in jail for the rest of his life. Oh, so he so he wasn't put to death. He wasn't given the death sentence. No, he was. Oh, so he got he got told to twelve to serve. Uh, he was told to sentenced to serve twelve death sentences mm-hmm. and twenty one natural life sentences. So, but in the end, he was executed. How was he executed? Uh, so, it was by lethal injection. Oh my god. Oh, okay, so like they, that's how they did most. Because it yeah. was like the most humane way to execute someone. Rather than electric chair. There's no humane way to execute someone. Yeah. Well, I, don't I mean, know. it's better than hate... the guillotine. Guillotine. Who? Yeah, back when they used to cut people's heads off. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you forgot about the, the whole last period of time where the only yeah. way to execute people. With the only oh. thing I can think of is an electric chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to tell you guys um about his final mo the final moments of oh, his yes. life. Yes. So um, one of his his attorney never expressed any say so he said that she said sorry, because her name's Karen. Go Karen. Never, oh my god, Karen. She, yeah, I know. Oh my god. Does she have a ball cut haircut? No. He never expressed concern about his death. (laughs) Yeah, she said he never expressed concern about his death, and I didn't sense he he even realized it was going to happen. So he was far more preoccupied with money matters 
matters in like late the few weeks leading up to his death and yeah so he was basically just dealing with artworks he'd done and he was he'd 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 done some artworks and stuff so he just wanted to deal with money and stuff which I don't really understand if he was going to die anyway or be killed yeah but he was trying to think oh I want to have all my because actually here's a question real quick did he have any like children did he have a wife yeah yeah I said he has two he had two children and then two stepchildren and then yeah, he had been divorced about a, a few times yeah so maybe he was trying to get his money in order because he knew he was going to die and wanted to leave something for his kids that's fair enough yeah yeah so but for his the day of his execution, he was flown by helicopter from the correctional center, um, where he'd been incarcerated for fourteen years, to a penitentiary outside of Chicago. And so he was. Re- people described him as saying he was really chatty on the last day of his life, and for his final meal, get, Rachel will love this. He he ate fried chicken, fried shrimp, French fries, and fresh strawberries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I, I remember hearing about his last meal before. I've heard yeah, about I think it I've before. heard that before. I think because I think um, FBE reacts. They did like a whole video of like eating serial killers' last meals. I'm pretty sure he was well a part of it. And I was like, oh, I do I remember though hearing about it and saying, "Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty good last meal." I'll I'll remember that yeah. for. He didn't want to like focus on it. Apparently, like people were saying that he didn't really want to focus on it at all. Like he just wanted to just be distracted he didn't want to focus on the fact that he was gonna die gonna be executed gonna go fair enough but like (laughs) when on the final moments before his life ended like it happened shortly before midnight so he was brought from his holding cell to the execution chamber so and do do you know what his his final people claim that his final words were because my ass how did you know (laughs) is it what is it kiss my ass? Oh my oh god, my I god. love that. <laughs> you know, besides all the child murder, he doesn't sound like that bad a guy. I love that. I feel like it wasn't my child last murder. Would be kiss my ass. Well, I mean, they were teenagers, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was only older. convicted of like a one count of child murder, I think. He was given. He was given um three drug lethal injections. So the first drug put him to sleep. The second drug um, delayed the injection, it said, and the third drug um, stopped his heart. Oh, at, and chills. he was pronounced dead at 12.58 a.m. On what yeah, day? that's how they Sorry? like to do it. On 12.58 a.m. on May 11th, 1994. Right Yo, thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Crazy Chats with me, special guest Dylan Burnham DeMartin. Costa, see you later, cool cat. Done. Oh my That's god. <laughs> Elvis has left the building. Elvis. Elvis. Bye now. Bye.